0: Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have the end of the COVID national emergency, Goldman finds, Judiciary Committee wants Thomas investigated, Twitter hires, column Tuesday where I give the IRS some investment advice, and another piece I wrote on the Trump indictment. Sorry. Let's handle this like mature adults and calmly confront today's legal news. President Joe Biden signed a congressional resolution to end the U.S. national emergency for the COVID-19 pandemic. The emergency measures allowed the government to respond to the virus and support the country's economic, health, and welfare systems. Biden signed the measure behind closed doors after publicly opposing it, but not to the point of issuing a veto. It is important to note the law signed by Biden on Monday did not affect the public health emergency, which is set to expire in May. The Trump-era Title 42 border policy is also set to expire in May, and the White House has warned that an abrupt end to the public health emergency and Title 42 could create chaos and uncertainty. Unfortunately for the nearly 2,000 Americans that continue to die from COVID per week, the emergency is anything but over. (laughs) Goldman Sachs has been fined $1 million by the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission for not recording traders' phone calls. The CFTC discovered that the bank had not kept certain audio recordings, which swap dealers are required to do under CFTC requirements, in 2014 after the recording hardware on its phone lines restarted prematurely and failed to record. The issue was identified when the CFTC requested audio calls from Goldman Sachs relating to a separate investigation and, gosh darn it, they didn't have the audio. All Senate Democrats on the Judiciary Committee have requested Chief Justice John Roberts to investigate luxury trips taken by Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas from a wealthy Republican donor. The lawmakers have also requested Roberts to lead in adopting a code of conduct that would subject the justices to the types of standards applied to lower courts. The calls for investigation come after a report by ProPublica last week detailed Thomas accepting gifts of trips on jets, private yachts, luxury accommodations, and including a 2019 island hopping vacation that could have exceeded $500,000 from wealthy donor Harlan Crow. Twitter has hired Adib Sahar, a former Skadden associate, as its new global head of commercial, corporate, and international law. Sahar was part of the team of lawyers who advised Elon Musk on his $44 billion acquisition of Twitter last year. Sahar's appointment comes as Twitter faces an increasing number of legal liabilities, including a lawsuit filed by its former legal chief. Twitter is at risk of failing to comply with various data privacy regulations and other accords entered into by the company. Sahar previously co-founded and served as CEO of a venture-backed publishing startup called Inclo. Many former Twitter lawyers have secured new jobs at other companies, including social media rival TikTok and Ancestry.com. And in my column this week for Bloomberg Tax, I give some investment advice to the IRS for where it can spend the $80 billion which has just been tossed its way. The Internal Revenue Service plans to use part of that $80 billion allocated to it to become a digital-first tax collector, investing in artificial intelligence to improve customer service interactions with taxpayers. The tax agency has access to large amounts of data, and the first step in a larger AI project is data mining to extract insights using machine learning algorithms and statistical analysis. Natural language processing is another field of AI that can analyze and understand human language to perform various analyses such as examining tax forms to determine keywords and phrases that may correlate with tax evasion. NLP can also be used to automate customer service, providing faster and more accurate information to taxpayers. Predictive modeling can analyze past known fraudulent returns to identify where future audits may be most fruitful and can be used to evaluate the impact of a given compliance program to better allocate resources. However, policymakers and coders alike must be careful to avoid injecting underlying biases. The IRS must proceed ethically, ensuring fairness for all taxpayers and limiting knock-on effects. Collaboration among technologists, policy experts, and taxpayer advocacy groups is necessary to ensure the endeavor doesn't jeopardize fairness for taxpayers as it proceeds. And in a second dose of me this week, a piece I wrote on the Trump indictment. As we all well know by now, former U.S. President Donald Trump was indicted by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg on numerous charges of falsifying business records. The charges stem from an alleged scheme to falsify records in connection with the payment made to adult film actress Stormy Daniels. The indictment did not specify what the underlying crime was, but suggested that it could be a tax crime. Some political pundits have questioned whether there was any fraud involved, as the scheme seemingly resulted in too much tax being paid. However, fraud does not necessarily have to result in a financial loss. In this case, the fraud was aimed at using tax authorities as alibi generators and ensuring that Michael Cohen, Trump's former attorney, would declare the reimbursement payments as income for services rendered. This would have made it difficult for authorities to discover the payoff and would have provided a defense in case the scheme was discovered. From a public policy perspective, taxpayers should not countenance tax authorities being used in furtherance of such schemes. In sum, this allegation is no small thing and should not be treated as a minor bookkeeping inconsistency. Thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers, and for dealing with a double dose of me today. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, find us on Mastodon on the esq.social instance. I'm at Andrew, and my co-host Gina is at Gina. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in a story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is available at minimumcomp.com and wherever you get your finely crafted podcasts. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And until then, please hold and a representative from Minimum Competence will be with you shortly. The current wait time is One Earth Day.